Okay, I didn't know if that ghost was of Craig. Me. It's the ghost of Craig. Welcome. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of Water Hockey, where we talk all things Texas hockey and the stories, news, and culture that surrounds it. As always, I am Fink, not Jason. The run sheet's a little wonky. We're, we're running. Man, the, the new year is just exhausting already, but we're here. Brand new year, 2023. Before we get started this week, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all other social media platforms, all at Wada Hockey, to stay up to date with the latest and greatest that we have going on, whether it be news, which we will be getting into, whether it be just cool updates, the Winter Classic just happened, which we should probably talk about that. It was pretty nice. Um, it was a good yeah, game. It was a good game. Good game. The good Bees pulled game. it out. The Cardiac Kids, as our friend Mark calls them. Ooh, Jim Montgomery got his Winter Classic moment. But before we get into all of that, it is a new year, and to kick things off, there's no better way to get started than to catch up with the gang. Check on their holidays. Pat, happy holidays. How were they? Happy holidays. Happy New Year, fellas. We made it. We did it. We cleared Christmas. God, we cleared all the holidays. They just Barely. Before we really <laughs> dive into to your to your holidays, can we just say how exhausting of a span of like October, November, December, January, like the beginning of January is. It's just, oh, man, Halloween just kicks it off. And then it is non stop for three we, months straight. I don't know if I mentioned it last episode. We had a weekend where it was four straight days of activities and not like just kind of hanging out activities. Like, Actually, have to get somewhat dressed Activity. up. And go yeah, you're, shit. you're moving. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad it's all. I'm glad it's all over, man. Um, New Year's was fun. Went to the Stars game. That was ah. a, a solid one. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was a doozy. Yeah, they played really well. And uh, one of Steve's coworkers was in town for the game. They're Sharks fans, yes. so they actually flew in from California. And then they went out afterwards. We went out to the Nodding Donkey. Ooh, I, I haven't been there in a hot minute. It was a pretty chill spot. We got there at like 1030-ish or so. And there was like nobody there. And by 1130, it was packed. Oh, so sure. we, we had great timing because we had a table. Didn't have to like be crowded up against people. And then back to work today. I did play golf yesterday, but played like shit. So I won't go into it. That's okay. We'll we'll remember that. What was the last episode where you were you were on the the up and up? Actually, I did one one thing. I was proud of eighteen because we were playing so badly that we decided to do a driver only hole. Okay. <laughs> Part eighteen, driver only. I don't know if you guys watch the Sandbaggers from another podcast called Spit and Chicklets. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of it. It's kind of small, but Paul Bissonette, Biz Nasty. They're they're doing a one club hole, and he picked a driver, I think a par three, and ended up just mucking everybody else up. That is one interesting strategy. Yeah, everyone was like, "What are you doing?" And he, I think he calls it. uh, Oh man, he goes into the zone. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm so mad that I can't remember it. But he's like, "Oh, Defcon, like Defcon five or something, something along those lines," where he's like, he just goes into his zone. And uh, he's like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I'm in. I'm in the zone. And pulled it out. Won the hole. That's impressive. Do you know the zone is like an actual athletic sports psychology phenomenon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anybody listening, I suggest you read up on like the psychology of it. Like it actually is really interesting. How No, when I was a Kines major, one of my classes was sports psychology. And. It is 100% fascinating how like your body can just go into a completely different mode whenever it comes down to like athletic ability. Like I guess that's that's what I take pre-workout. And there was a <laughs> there was a few segments on like Sports Center like on ESPN where they did like sports science and like they completely went way beyond just like sports psychology but like the complete like physics behind like some of the sports like sporting feats that happen. Yeah. It was just completely insane r.i.p to sports science and good sports center that yeah. was a good that was a fun show yeah that was top-notch sporting entertainment from espn and now we just get scott van pelt for three hours no offense to him he's a great broadcaster but it's just not the same 
Can you imagine, though, what he has to do? I mean, I know there's an entire crew around him giving him stuff to talk about, but God, that's got to be so daunting to know that every day for, like, what, five days a week, you have to you have to go. You have to be in the zone for three hours straight. Yeah, and he, like, doesn't miss. Like, he says no, some really doesn't. Kind of, he says some kind of corny stuff sometimes, but that's probably yeah, but... ESPN directive. Like, or just, you know, shooting your shot. You don't keys. win all the time. How do I reach these keys? You, you, you don't yeah. win all the time, man. It's yeah, he, I mean, he, he doesn't have a baseball batting average. You know, he's got a Dirk free throw percentage. Exactly. He's, a, he's a, a consummate professional. He's a goat. He's, a, he's, a, he's goat tier. Absolutely. Sorry to sidetrack us there for a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. You yeah, guys heard okay. another voice yeah, in there, though. I like though. ESPN talk. I promise. Yeah, yeah. Jason likes ESPN. I can talk classic talk. ESPN talk. Speaking of Jason talking, how were your holidays, man? How was uh, how the, uh, how'd Christmas treat old Maximilian? Dude, he was great with Christmas. I, okay, so he didn't quite. So we, he actually slept in, which was amazing. Uh, I was really surprised. Awesome. Yeah, he, like it was eight o'clock. Like we had to go kind of like go check on him. Like, hey, are you all right, dude? It's like, you know well, what today is, right? Let's roll. Not so that's, I don't think Christmas Day. Yeah, like I don't think that's why. I really don't think that's why he hasn't put it together yet. Like, or I guess that's why I think he hasn't put it together. It's just like, he wasn't like excited a... to wake up on Christmas morning yet. Like we told him, Hey man, we put out these cookies. We did the, the, the reindeer food too, and the milk. And, mm-hmm. um, it was great. Uh, Santa, you have, those cookies. you have a bunch of gifts labeled from Santa. Oh yeah, absolutely. A few. Of them. Santa so do you, yeah. Do you do like a blend of from Santa and from mom and dad? Yeah, definitely. It's like all the, the credit. Yeah. We kind of, we get a couple of the fun things. So like, you know, hey, we're the cool people. Santa's kind of the the practical gift giver. Yeah, know? he's swinging and missing. He got you Santa, socks Santa. again, dude. Yeah. Socks again? <laughs> Toothpaste? Come on, man. What are you doing here, Santa Claus? <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? Household items? This is wild. A brush? What are you trying Damn, Santa brought me a carton of orange juice again. <laughs> he came back with the cigarettes. I have a stocking question for you. Yeah, on dude. The topic of Christmas. Okay. What do you what do you put in the stockings? Uh chocolate. Uh like with like with Kelly's, I put in uh some face mask. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I have one item in particular. Do you put fruit in there? Whoa. Oh, no. Nothing what? that would go bad because sometimes like I put like I get bags of chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. And then just dump like the Reese's trees inside there. Like that's what I do because ultimately I'm going to eat those Reese's trees too. <laughs> yep. So now, but she's really into frozen Rolos. So like I'll freeze them like Christmas Eve. And then like in the morning I'll wake up and go open like the package and then throw them in her stocking. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. You're, you're such a good little husband. touches, little touches. It's the little things like good. Charlotte said it's the little <laughs> things. How was, uh, how was new year's? Did you guys do anything for new year's? Dude, okay, yeah. Max made it till like I mean, we were in Prosper till about eleven thirty. Okay. Like, so that was good. And so like by that time, like he was ready to go. So I was like, all right, we're gonna if we're gonna leave, we gotta leave now before all all the crazies get out. Like I saw there yeah. was video of people just like parked on seventy five, like watching and all like World All Rogers and everything, just parked Jeez. watching all the fireworks going off. I'm like, you were it's a freaking highway, man. They clearly don't listen to this podcast and listen to Shannon at the end when she says, make good choices. Right. They made bad choices. Texas drivers or Dallas drivers couldn't make a good choice if their life depended on it. That's a good point. That's good. I point. think it's just city drivers now. I'm. Uh, I'm yeah. Cause, well, Dallas is a smorgasbord. The Pete DeBoer smorgasbord of <laughs> just people from all over the country that have just migrated here. Yeah, it just, it's true. Like it's the worst of every single metropolitan or like big ish city combined into one place, and that's Dallas, Texas. Thanks a lot. All consumerism. Drive. Yeah. How dare you? We get uh, it. We're the number one metroplex in the nation. <sighs> Humble brag. Uh, I think that's Shannon true, right? is is taking the night off. She had to renet a net, and she's got hockey mom duties. So I I did. I will say. Christmas was uh, a little different for me this year. Didn't get to join family, which it's okay. 
I uh, got to be around people that I cared about um, that I, I greatly appreciate. So that was awesome. Uh, my apartment whamp, whamp, shut the water off on Christmas Eve because people don't know how to expose the pipes to the heat and uh, whole, had a whole lot of pipes bust. So they just said nobody gets water on Christmas Eve. So I had some friends take me in, which was awesome. Uh, cannot appreciate them more. Um, didn't really go big on, on gifts and stuff like that this year. But my mom absolutely knocked it out of the park. I'll have to post oh, something. I'll have to post something on the, uh, on the on the water hockey page. She basically, and I, I kind of had a hint because she, you know, you know how parents are. They're like, hey, what, what size T-shirt are you? Or it's like, you know, what what kind of groceries do you need this year? <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, what what number do you wear or what number is on your back with your uh, water hockey jersey? And I was like, oh, it's number seven. You guys should know that you, if you cared more. Um, but <laughs> She surprised me with a custom painting of me playing hockey. And I think she, cause she was very, uh, very cool about, I don't know if we even talked about this, Jason, you and I skated at the American airlines center on the stars ice, which was an unbelievable like event. In yeah. Itself. Cause I think we had already went on break, right? I think so. Yeah. I think we, might. I think we teased it that we were, it was we did happening. tease it. We teased it. We we'll get mm-hmm. into it in just a second, but Long story short, she got me this amazing like drawing slash painting of me playing at the AAC, but it's kind of like a caricature style um, print of me in the water hockey gear, head to toe, playing hockey with water hockey posted uh, on or printed on top of it. Just an awesome like one of a kind gift that like I was definitely not expecting something like that. Um, so she knocked it out of the park, and then uh, New Year's Eve was. Uh, was was not as successful as Patty's, unfortunately. Went and uh, saw the Americans play. Wasn't a pretty game. Was not a pretty game. If you were keeping track on Twitter, um, they they fell to the Wichita Thunder by a score of seven to four. Definitely not the best performance for those guys. It's been a rough go this first half of the season for them. Unfortunately, um, doesn't change the fact that we love the organization, love the team, love the people that surround it. Love their fans because they've been awesome at uh, bringing kind of a us on board in their fandom. But uh, Shannon was there. Shannon pulled double duty, went to two of those games that weekend. And, uh, man, I am so glad to hear that I got home before it got ridiculous because I think I got home at 1130 or 1145, and I was, I was asleep within five minutes. I mean, I had no I had no desire to stay up until midnight. I was so tired, so exhausted from just – everything leading up to that day that uh yeah i was i was out like a light um but yeah so we aren't really diving into the sponsors not that we don't have them i think this week we're gonna make this about us because there might be some new sponsors on the horizon and if you're listening to this and you have but i will say if you guys are listening to this if you're french fries if you've been following us for a long time if you have some like Maybe some local North Texas companies, specifically breweries, that you guys think would mesh along well with us. Let us know. Send us messages. Get us in touch with those companies. We are definitely on the lookout for some new and fresh sponsors heading into 2023 as we are one episode away from 100, which we have some surprise details about that that I I can kind of share a little bit. But before we get into like all things hockey, there's a ton of news that we need to talk about because we have a couple teams that we absolutely kind of hone in on that are uh, they're busy right now. Jason and I got, I will say for now, a once in a lifetime opportunity because who knows what the future holds. We have a friend of the show, uh, Mark. I'll give him a shout out. He, he was at the winter. He was at the Winter Classic this past weekend too. We need to we bring might him even on. have to get like a one-on-one interview with him just to just to hear that experience because it looked awesome. Don't get me wrong, the best Winter Classic of all time obviously was the Dallas Winter Classic at the Cotton Bowl. Maybe at that secret organization that shall remain nameless. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can interview mm-hmm. him during that. Maybe a little one-on-one. Get one of those mini mics out there while we're on the ice and talk to him for a little bit. I'd be down. Just yeah. like, so, like bombard him. Without him even knowing, I'd like that. Unless he listens to this, and then nothing spread. but fa- nothing but fastballs. Just pew, pew, pew. Um, like, uh, oh no, it's fast car. I was gonna say Tracy Chapman, but <laughs> have a little fast car. Have a fast car. <laughs> <laughs> but we had 
this amazing opportunity. I'm sure everyone has seen the uh, the slow mo little Instagram reel by now. Uh, I pulled a song from Letter Kenny, or I think Shorzy, and it just felt so right. Like I had to post that, but uh, unreal. Like just Jason, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for you. I'll let you uh, share your experience. But for me, it was just getting on the ice that first like five minutes and looking up and realizing that you were basically i mean you're in you're on the star's ice where they have skated for the last 20 some odd years and man it was it was something it was indescribable i wish i could bring more words to it to like really hone in on how cool of an experience it was the people that were there um, you know, the people that came out to watch, we had a little bit of a crowd there, you know, parents, friends, spouses, significant others. It was just really, really special. Um, the ice was absolutely flawless. The, the boards, it's so funny because you watch these guys hop over and on the ice from the boards and they are so much taller than if you skate anywhere else around DFW or any, any just Really anywhere. Run of the meal run of the meal? Run of the meal rink. Um just an unreal experience. And for me, Jason, I, I'm curious what your highlight was. I may or may not have tallied a goal and beat Matt for Waldo uh on one, even though the ice uh the stars girls were were busy that day, so they weren't there shoveling the uh the snow. And uh I, I in my eyes I had two. But not having to wear a bucket during warm ups made me feel so much like a badass that I don't ever want to wear a helmet again ever, which is the dumbest thing ever. But that was just my highlight. So Jason, what was your experience like from your, from your vantage point? And uh, what was kind of a highlight for you overall? The biggest takeaway. I mean, like you said, that first five minutes when we were just kind of like half-ass warming up, just everybody was just like kind of taking pictures, just taking in that whole moment. Yep. I mean, really, the only cooler thing would have just been to have like more people in the stands like before. it, So like you could really like take it in. But I mean, it was really cool just like skating and just like these are the same. These are the same dashers that the stars are playing on, you know, like, yeah. you know, oh, hey, that's where Jamie Ben like knocks some girls beer off the, the boards, you know, or Sagan, whoever, whatever the fuck it is. But like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it was really, really cool. I, I think, uh, there's a joke about this. Neil Armstrong has this joke about the moon, and he just says it's just something. He's like, it's so good, you you won't understand. It's just something you got to be there for. It was just something you had to be there for, and <laughs> it's just it was something you have to do for yourself. And that was a really cool experience, and like going to the game the night before and like all the people who were going to play in the game with you are all sitting next to you, drinking beers with you and mm-hmm. sharing hot dogs and popcorn with, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it was a cool experience. I it was 10 out of 10 would do it again. Oh, hundred percent. Cannot you, wait to do it If you again. guys that are listening, like if you, if someone reaches out to you and says that they're, they're coordinating this, and they want you a part of it, drop everything, get the day off, get the night before off, get the two days off, set the money aside. It's really not that bad if you get enough people to go. It is such a unique and cool opportunity. So just a huge shout out to Mark for coordinating that. Thank you to the Dallas Stars and the people that were there on what I was assuming would be their day off, just being able to um, you know, make us feel welcome and, and make that something that honestly none of us will ever forget. So um that being said there's a lot of hockey that's been going on since the last time we were on you know we did take a little bit of a break um starting off we've got to give our really good friends over in finland a bit of a shout out as they have continued to dominate this season in liga they're sitting third overall in the standings with a three and two record in the last five as of recording this episode here today on tuesday even though i thought yesterday was tuesday and I preemptively wrote the run sheet, and I am—I'm telling you guys, this week has felt so weird already. It does not feel like a Tuesday, and yesterday didn't feel like a Monday, but today also doesn't feel like a Monday. God, right? Is it? I mean, it's just—they all feel nothing feels right. 
No. I don't even think until next week it'll actually settle down. Maybe the week after. What is time? I don't know. What is time? Like Neil Armstrong said, what is time? <laughs> but uh, friend of the show and fixture in the now Elvis Liga lineup, Les Lancaster signed a one-year extension to continue his time overseas in Tempere. Les currently stands at the top of all D-men with 33 games played along with eight goals and 16 assists, which he also leads the team in both categories. Uh, it it's uh, it might be time to bring him back on and uh, maybe even maybe dare I say, make that uh, make that trip over to uh, Tempera ourselves uh, one day in the, in the future, because that's officially implemented on the top of the bucket list for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I would love to go over there. Do they get the northern lights over there? Uh, yes, they might. Maybe up in I Lapland, think get it which more I think frequently is than you do on this side of the world. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just really. an aside. That's like a true bucket list item. Yeah, so yes. for sure. Uh, off I've two. seen those, and they are amazing. You have What's seen that? them? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, you got to remember, I'm still Canadian. Canadian, so yeah. You you do true. get to see them in Alberta, like far, far and north. depending on where depending on where you are out there. Like I saw them when I was younger, and I remember completely being blown away by it. But like, I can't tell you, I can't tell you how much I, like I can't tell you how much it was. But it was just, it was just amazing. Yeah. Well, speaking of amazing, I do, I do want to give kind of a, an aside to all of the Ilvis supporters uh, for continuing to support this podcast because we're literally, uh, we're over two years into this, and we never in any facet of of thought thought we would end up with supporters in finland uh being tied to a team in finland um but the entire organization i mean let alone like outside of texas really really i mean we're we're a texas-based hockey podcast talking about texas teams and by happenstance one of the guys that we were very fortunate to become friends with and 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 really kind of follow his career outside of texas has led us to you know, ordering T-shirts from Finland and paying that insane shipping fee, which I may $80. have $80 to get a T-shirt and hat shipped over from Finland, which I am absolutely super excited about. I don't know so when it's going to get sponsor here. that, you know, <laughs> I mean, man, maybe we need like billet families for the podcast is really what it boils down to just to you <laughs> know, provide. Yeah, provide simple things like hats and t-shirts, but yeah. they've been amazing. That's the organization, the organization has been amazing. The support group has been amazing. So thank you to everyone that supports Ilvis, that also supports us since we had Les and at the time Nick Baptiste on. We've been, you know, one of the most listened to hockey podcasts in Finland uh, for what we've seen. So. Sometimes we may drop out in the U.S. because that's kind of a saturated market, which uh, that's understandable. But Finland, we are still up in the rankings. And honestly, without everyone, including the Ilvis front office and their supporters, it's it's not possible. Also, Patrick had to step away for a minute. I'm, I'm just going to let you guys yeah. a little behind Chloe, the scenes. Chloe keeps like, I think that's Chloe. Yeah. Is like hopping over like the his we, laptop getting, and everything. It's great. We're getting dog view. Uh, yeah, Patrick, absolutely. don't you dare edit this out when you hear this, but yeah, when you go um, back and listen to this, please don't. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, the dogs are adorable. I've been so, chuckling over here this whole time. <laughs> you can kind of see him there just in the, in the, in the corner in the there. crevice of the, <laughs> oh, there it oh, please, um, please r- rolling on back no, to the, uh, rolling on the Allen American season. Oh, I said rolled, rolled on this past weekend with Tommy Daniels. Get this calling his 1,000th career game. Uh, unreal feat, and a massive congratulations to Tommy for the accomplishment. We, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful this episode. That's kind of the theme right now. Uh, we've been super lucky to have a plethora of guests on this podcast, including Tommy and the aforementioned Les Lancaster. And after the success of their interviews, it's a no-brainer to bring them both back on the show from time to time because all the French fries seem to absolutely love it. So hopefully we can get Tommy back on here in the uh, in the coming months as well. But Man, just an unreal accomplishment. A thousand games called uh, in his career. Got himself, uh, I believe, his first ever bobblehead, too, which they uh, they had at the Credit yeah, Union of Texas Events Center. 
I need to uh, figure out who I need to talk to over there to get one of those. Right, right. I'm saying. Uh, on you know, the ice, I have though. There's a plethora of uh, bobbles over here. Yes, yes. They're in the dark right now, but normally they're in the light. And they're. Oh, yeah. My office is. What are we saying? Over, over 100? You don't want to see it. Around 100? Oh. Up? Oh. Do you yeah. have an official count on bobbleheads collected? No, but you know what? I can make that happen soon. You, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say, let's do that. And we should do a giveaway in the coming weeks. And the person that guesses the correct or closest amount of bobbleheads that you own wins. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I love the, uh, like, oh shit, I have so many bobbleheads to count right now. That's <laughs> no, fine. Like, I'll have to, like, do we want the ones at my work too? I have a few at my work. Ooh. If they are in, if they if they are yours, if you own the bobblehead, I think you should include them in the count. Okay, I can do this. All right, all right. So, uh, and so Patrick, Patrick we got a new back. giveaway. Uh, I do have some information regarding the Northern Lights. Okay. Uh, they happen roughly two hundred nights a year in Finland. Holy wow! Or every that's... other clear night in Lapland. Okay, Lapland. that's unreal. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. We're right. lucky to see you, uh, stars in the well, city okay. here. I also like I don't know how big Finland is, so like I don't know where Tempere is compared to um it says in Lapland, so I don't know. <clears throat> Hold on, I guess if I actually click the article and read it instead of just Googling it. We're, I want to say we're... Lapland is like far north. It would have to be too, yeah, it would have to be a little north though. It would make sense. I mean Finland's not giant. We do live in, in Texas, and that's right. a big so and like where in Dallas, you're an hour from Dallas. So, <laughs> so Tampa no is in like the southwest corner near the Gulf of Mexico. Cloth. Gulf of. But Finland, is it just like a Florida. road trip up to like I don't know? We go into Durant, and is that how close it t- takes to get to north, <laughs> northeast uh, <laughs> Finland? Are we going to Durant, or are we driving to San Antonio? Like, what, what do we got here? I think it might be the latter. So, yeah, that's still not that bad of a drive, like five hours. Let's see. I am. Do they have casinos in Durant? I mean, uh, Finland. (laughs) That's a good question. And Jason, to answer your question, no, it is not like a trip to Durant. It's like a trip to St. Louis. Oh, oh, damn. Or El Paso. It's a 11 hour drive. You big, which is kind of sad to even think like that's how big Texas is. Yeah, you can't get to it. I mean, I guess you could get to El Paso from here in 11 hours, but. Oh, yeah. You got to. OK, hold speed. on now. Is that 11 hours Texas driving? Because like there's roads in Texas that are, like we can drive 85 miles an hour here and you're the asshole if you're driving that slow. Fact. I so, doubt you can do that. I think I have to imagine kilometers an hour. 85 kilometers an uh, hour would take you a little bit longer than yeah. <laughs> 11 hours. That's true. Yeah. Well, That's what, uh, 40, what, like 55, mm. 60, something like that? Oh, I'd be mad. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah so we want to come to Finland. I think that's a, that's a, that's a given fact. There, yeah. The wheels are turning. Well, one day we'll make it happen. That'll be a big one. Um, on the ice, unfortunately, the Americans fell short in their series to wrap up 2022, giving away two games out of three to the Wichita Thunder. Uh, Shannon was there for the lone win over the weekend on Friday night, and her and I rung in the new year, kind of. That's why I put kind of in parentheses, because I was asleep by 1145 on Saturday. Uh, Shannon's kind of a big deal with the Americans. She's like been just absolutely killing it with being at those games and representing Wada hockey. So uh huge thank you to Shannon who uh, God bless her for re renetting that goal today. That's a brutal task. That looked like a nightmare. It really is fun side story real quick before we jump into the, uh, the stars, both of them. Um, so got a friend at work who shared this story and basically Trevor Daly of all com- of all people uh, comes into the store and says, Hey, I've got a new goal. I want to buy one, but I don't want to, I don't want to net it. Can one of you guys do it? And everyone was like, no, no, that's like a couple hour process. It's tedious. It sucks. If you miss one loop, it sucks. Like everything sucks about renetting a goal. And he goes, okay, well I'll, 
I'll give you a signed stick if you do it for me. And so one of the guys finally says, all right, I'll do it for that. Does it, takes him hours, finishes it up. Next day, <laughs> Trevor Daly gets traded to Pittsburgh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Never got the stick. Never heard from him again. Damn. You think oh, he was actually going to hear from him again? If, I think even if he hadn't been traded, I would like to think so. Yeah, he's probably. Seen, right. I've met him. He's a nice stand-up guy. Um, that being said, transitioning over to the stars, the Texas Stars, aha, continue oh. their dominance in the Central Division of the AHL as they sit at ten zero and one in their last eleven. They're playing right now. Not sure what the score is. By the time this comes out, there will be a final. Head coach Neil Graham was named the head coach for the Central in the upcoming All-Star Classic. And Riley Barber, along with Tanner Kiro, continue to lead the way with 32 and 26 points, respectively. The time has come, and a trip to Austin is in the works. Because that, my friends, is much easier to get to than Tempera, Finland. So, I'm down to go down to Cedar Park here soon. It's been long enough, and the Texas Stars have shown that they are for absolute real. So what better time to make the drive? Keeping an eye on Dobby, he improved his record to 11-3. and And I know we talked about it on our last episode, but I'm curious if the Stars will offer Dobby up to an NHL team as an experienced backup goaltender heading into the second half of the NHL season. Speaking of the NHL, the Dallas Stars ended 2022 on a high note as they made babies out of the sharks. See what I did there? I had to, I had to steal a little bit of inspiration from the, the star social media team, which by the way, Oh my God, dude, they're absolutely killing it this year with their posts. So huge kudos to them. Uh, they won five to two on Saturday. Frederick Olafsson, tallied his first NHL goal along with Robo, Rube, Esselindel, and Pavelski, all adding tallies to the score sheet. And uh, speaking of Joe Pavelski, Jim Neal added again as he got Pavelski a one-year extension with the Dallas Stars on Sunday worth $3.5 million with two bonuses thrown in. If Joe Pavelski plays 10 games, he gets a bonus. And if Joe Pavelski plays 20 games, he gets a bonus next season, which is just brilliant because essentially he's going to make a couple million off playing 10 to 20 games, but it's not going to affect the cap. So that 3.5, which everyone was like, wow, that's a bargain for how well he's played in the last couple seasons for this franchise. Wonderful. He's still going to get money. He's just going to get it in bonuses by literally just doing his job. 10 to 10 games and a 20 games. He's one of the only stars, I believe, maybe the only one that has played every game for the last three seasons. And he's the oldest on the team. How wild is that? The dude is an absolute robot, a unit, American born, American bred. The better he plays here. How do you think Sharks fans feel like that's your captain and he wants three years and you'll only give him two. So you just let him go for nothing. Mm-hmm. And the stars come in, swoop in, sign him to the three-year deal. And now it's just going to be one-year deals in perpetuity until he decides yeah, to, to hang it up. Yeah. Which, who knows when that could be. He, he, he can he's, t- 30, I mean, he's 38, and his game, like, he's not super physical. He's not the fastest guy. I think I saw a quote. Brent Burns had said, his game translates so well because you can't lose a step if you never had a step to begin with. <laughs> So he's like, he's not going to slow down anymore. Like physically skating wise. I relate to his game does not rely on speed. It relies on him being the smartest hockey IQ guy on the ice at any given moment. The smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And his leadership skills that let's pump sods tires for a second here. Cause that story that he wrote for the athletic was fantastic. Agreed especially the bit about how when he came in, Jamie did not feel threatened as the captain, like Pab was going to come in and steal his C off of his Jersey. He's just, he's a leader too. He knows what Jamie's job is and he accentuates it. Doesn't overtake it, which is invaluable. If you can have two, they essentially have two captains. Yeah. 
And I mean, he's taken Wyatt Johnston under his wing as well as Jamie Benn. Um, yeah. Has done the same with Wyatt Johnston. And I mean, Wyatt Johnston's living with him. And what better, what better example to have? And, and how lucky we are as Stars fans to have Pavelski take in Johnston and basically implement his mental like stability, his hockey IQ, his, you know, off eye stuff. Like, come on. Johnston is is easily set up for more success than I think we ever imagined. Yeah, long term, long term success. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think Sharks fans have a, a bit more to worry about going on right now. Man, what a fall from grace. They, I mean, they, they were never top tier. They were definitely up there, one of the top teams in the NHL. But yikes, they got a lot going on. Uh, it is the new year. It is 2023. As of recording this, it is day three of 2023. So I'm curious if we can come up with a couple of resolutions. Now, Ilvis, I will say this much. I haven't gotten to watch as much hockey from them as I would like as it is on usually around 8 or 9 a.m. our time. Um, or I'm sorry, 0800-0900 for uh, you military time freaks. I said it. That one's mostly directed at Mark because he continues to schedule those aforementioned. Don't I don't either. <sighs> so stupid. Which but, which is which is easier? Figuring out seventeen minus twelve in your head, or yes. just adding an A or a P after one number? It's definitely the first. I hate math. Math is dumb. We are not alive in twenty twenty three for me to do math off the top of my <laughs> head. That's why we have phones and calculators and such. Like, come on. Uh, so I don't really have any New Year's resolutions for them because Ilvis is on a very, very solid run as of late. And they're, like we said earlier, top three in the entire league. Um, so I'm really hoping that translates to some success for them in the overall picture. But I'm curious if you guys have any resolutions. First, for our friends up in Allen, which it hasn't been the smoothest road for them. Obviously, with you know Chad Costello, he it's a first year job for him as the head coach. Um, there have been some key injuries. Spencer Aschuk, um suffered a lower body injury at the very beginning of this season, literally game one, um, and he has been out ever since. So I'm curious if you guys have anything off the top of your head. I know I have one in the bank, but yeah, I mean, do you guys have any resolutions for that team that hopefully will change things for the better moving forward? Man, that's tough because it's hard with Costello being in his first year. I feel like there's so much to learn that it's it's difficult to, not necessarily from a hockey standpoint, but just from like being in that position. No amount of mentorship can really prepare you for the ins and outs of everything that goes into being the head coach and managing relationships and game plan and ice time and all that. Yeah. And dealing with contracts. Um that are out of your control. So I think the resolution is just keep learning. I like that. I like that. That's a good resolution. Fi yeah. Figure out what works, figure out what doesn't tweak. Figure it out. If, yeah. It, yeah. Long way to say, figure it out. Figure it out. Jason, I mean, you're, you're, that's you're, what I you're, preach you're, you're the philosophizer of the group. I'm wondering if you have something like just deep. Honestly, or, no, Patrick stole it this time. I'll take like it because that. that's exactly what, there's no if you can't take a lesson out of a loss, then all your L's are for nothing. Damn. There it is. That's a good one. There it is. That well, could be the resolution. Take it. Well, take a lesson from every L. There's no I can't take full credit for that. There's a uh, rapper out there and I cannot for the life of me think of it now. I'll turn all my L's. I don't know. I'll turn all my L's into lessons. No, Chance Rapper. Oh, yeah. Chance Rapper did it. OK. OK. I made a couple change. M's with my best friends, turned all my L's into lessons or something like that. Damn, that's that that would be uh a Cardi B line, I believe. <laughs> no way. No way I got chance and Cardi B mixed up. That's all I hear. Or you know what? I think it, Cardi B is on that song. Ah. It's featuring Chance the rapper. Wow. Okay. That's what it was. So it was Chance but who it said is, it. It is his his okay. line, yeah. Hiya. Well, we uh, for me, it's it's stop the puck. Um, their defense yeah, hasn't been five goals this season. Yeah, their defense hasn't been that great. Um, which 
don't get me wrong, like having some personal relationships now with some of these guys on the ice, it just absolutely kills you because you know that they want to play at the top of their game. Um, we haven't had any goaltenders on. I think uh, that's something that we should maybe target here in the near future because um, it'd be very interesting to get a different um, point of view, different perspective at the ECHL level from a goaltender. Um, but yeah, it's, it hasn't been, uh, the smoothest, uh, of sailing for goaltenders and Allen. So, um, in quotation, stop it. And, uh, and by it, I mean the puck. So the one that I think we can have a little bit easier of a time coming up with something and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up a little bit after that. I think we've, uh, we've shared and we've, we've laughed, we've cried, we loved, we've lost resolutions for the Dallas stars heading into 2023. I'm going to flip it to Jason this time. Now, things are a bit different up in the NHL here in Dallas. The Stars continue to sit at the top of their division. They have one of the best goal differentials in the Western Conference. They are playing at a high level. So I have to ask, Jason, what resolution would you have for the Dallas stars in 2023? Not so much like a resolution is more just like, uh, just keep your foot on the throat, man. Like, Oh yeah. I love this energy that I'm getting from the team. Uh, like I'm excited to watch the stars. Like this is, this is, I'll say it like, this is more exciting than the Stanley cup run. If I'm being completely honest. Because this is I like agree. a season built up. Because yeah. that season was absolute shit, you know, that we were having it was up poop. until like the bubble and everything. Yep. The bubble was fun because we had no sports and that was what we had. Yep. You know, it was it was what it was. But this has been the most fun I've had. Like they lead the league in goals for aside from Boston, I guess Boston's ahead by three one forty. Oh no, no. They're on an uh, uh, the Sabres are also up there as well with one forty three. So but I mean, this team, they're scoring goals and they're stopping shots. They're doing what they need to do to win yep. games. <clears throat> of the last 10, it looks like they have the highest record aside from the Canes, who are 9-1 and one of their last 10. Mm-hmm. So the, I want I want to change anything with this team. I know we talked about this before we went to break, really. We were talking about possible trades that we could see. I'm, don't change it, man. It's not broken. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. What what's working? What's what's happening right now is working. Let's uh let's keep that up. Don't stop working, don't stop twerking. Patrick, do I you like have that. anything? Do you that. have anything for this franchise? I think J- Jason summed it up very well there, but I'm I'm curious if you've got anything to add or maybe something that you have in the back of the the old cabeza that uh maybe maybe we didn't we didn't quite think of. The first thing that came to mind, it's not so much a resolution as it's more of a goal, is, and I do think there's a difference before anybody wants to uh, call me out on that. Okay. Their goal should be to figure out overtime. That's, ah, that's, yeah. That's more of a, that's more of a minor one for now. Um, yeah. So that, that would be my goal for the team in 2023 mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. just figure out the three on three. I know it's hard. Especially that it's it's like such a big possession game now, as we saw with Detroit being booed mercilessly for holding the puck for what four and a half minutes. Wow! In overtime. Um, as far as a resolution, I would say figure out how to hang and beat the top ten. Okay. We we've beat up on a lot of the the mediocre to bad teams and kind of struggled a little bit with the top teams. And mm-hmm. you can probably consider that as like growing pains. But yeah, just figure out how to beat the Boston's, the Hurricanes, the Avs, even yeah. though they're kind of down right now. Figure out how to beat Vegas. Once we do that, they'll get uh, they'll get a feel for what it's going to be like in the playoffs. We can transition more to the heavy-hitting playoff style that everybody loves about the NHL. Yep. While also maintaining the the fast paced offense that we've been playing. And I got a good feeling about it, man. I, uh, and, and, I completely agree. And to add on to what Jason said, this is the most fun I've had as well, because when something is wrong, they like actually look at it and don't do the same thing the next game. 
Right. Like, I don't want to action being taken. Yeah, I don't want to just beat my head into the wall. Oh, we're only shooting from the blue line on the power play. It's not working. I wonder why. Dump and chase. It's not working. Oh, we'll do it for 82 games in a row. Definition of insanity last year. And they're not doing that this year. They're having fun. They're playing open hockey. It's exciting. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that last thing you said, and I'm gonna make that the resolution for this team heading into this year is don't stop having fun. Continue continue the tr- the the trend that you're on, but continue doing it while having fun. And I think I think Pete DeBoer, Pete DeBoer. is definitely giving this team new life because when you really look at it, aside from the younger guys and Mason Marchment. This team is relatively similar to last year and even the year before that. Like it's it's the core group of these guys have have been together now for a couple of seasons. And one thing that I love that DeBoer's doing is he's really implementing team growth. And mm-hmm. I don't and now granted when Bones took this team over this was Monty's team. Uh, which again, huge shout out to Monty for finally getting his winter classic moment that was kind of taken away from him before the actual winter classic here in Dallas, which I think the outcome would have been the same with the stars winning, but it might've been in a different fashion. They might not have had to come from behind, but that being said, bones just didn't, he was, he was a player's coach. And when you watched like the shout out, Jeff totes, the, uh, the documentary essentially on the bubble run you saw about, or you saw bones give this team, you know, the, the talk and you wanted to run through a brick wall for him. But I don't think it was the same kind of cohesiveness that DeBoer has instilled in this team with the off ice kind of things that you see this team doing um, with DeBoer kind of implementing you know, just like something as simple as the skills competition they did earlier in the season. You know, you never, you didn't see that with 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 Bones. And I don't remember the last time seeing that in Dallas, period. And you look at what happened the game after with, you know, Hawk and Paw getting the hardest slap shot and then Hawk and Paw scoring on a slap shot from the blue line. You know, well, who's to say that he doesn't take that opportunity having that little bit of confidence going, I've got the hardest shot on this team. I'm about to absolutely rip this shot from the blue line. Maybe he passes it. You don't see that goal. You know what I mean? It's just DeBoer is instilling a confidence in this group that I don't think even the team that went into the bubble had. And I think that's the biggest difference is mentally this team is now believing what we have kind of felt for the last two to three seasons is, Hey, this is a top tier NHL franchise with top tier MVP like caliber players, a la Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz even, and Pavelski on some levels. And now you have a goaltender who is instilled a confidence with the defense knowing, Hey, we might slip up a little bit, but we've got Jake Ottinger as an anchor. And when Scott Wedgwood is in net, even he has had flashes of greatness. So I think that there is an absolute swagger surrounding this team heading into this year. And don't let them go on a run towards the end of the year and gain even more confidence into the Stanley Cup playoffs because, my God, let's look at last year. We were one goal away from advancing to the second round against a very potent, very talented Calgary Flames franchise who had, I believe, three 100-point scorers on their top line. Yeah, that that top line was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just keep doing what DeBoer says. Don't stop having fun. Yeah, and to add on, like, even just from the last two weeks, the team bonding events that have been posted on social media, I mean, the outdoor rink in Minnesota, every single that one of those huge. guys grew up playing on an outdoor rink it's such a good bonding experience. You can, you play it, you practice on the outdoor rink, you share stories of, you know, dumb or cool shit that happened growing up playing and you kind of get that family feel. And then this week they have the dads and mentors trip 
what better way to build kind of that family atmosphere than actually including actual family? Like family. it's just it's just family. small stuff like family. that that we have. Yeah, we haven't seen that in the past few years, at least publicly. Not saying it didn't happen, but the stuff that they're doing now and posting and all of the events that you mentioned, it's a big deal. It goes a long way. It's not just about the game. There's so much that goes into it outside of just playing hockey. Yeah. I agree. And it's it's been an absolute blast to watch, and I think it's only going to get more fun. So that being said, uh, episode 99, we're one away from 100. Um, we are definitely working on a hoopla, a, uh, a shindig, a, a uh, what's another word for party? Uh, fiesta, fiesta of sorts. Whoa. Hiya. Como estas en la biblioteca? But yeah, there's something in the works for uh, a little celebration for the 100th episode, for 100 episodes of Water Hockey, which is kind of insane to even think about and say out loud because, you know, we started this whole thing. Then? What's that? Yeah, we'll save it for next. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't seen too much. It's crazy to think about. We started this podcast in the midst of a pandemic because we were writing for a website that, looking back on, was kind of funny to think about, even talking about out loud now. But we've we've taken it. We're running with it. We're still rolling. Um, I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone that supported the podcast up to this point, all the sponsors, um, people like Texas hockey apparel who have been instrumental in helping us with giveaways, the Allen Americans, uh, Ilvis, uh, people like Marty Turco, Vern Fiddler, who was our first really big guest back on, I think episode 11. I mean, it's just been an unreal ride and it sounds so cliche that I want to throw up. So I'm not even going to say it. But it's like we're just getting started. <laughs> we're just getting started. Oh Absolutely. god. <laughs> yes. Yes. More of that. More oh, man. More. More. But there's gonna be a lot more coming into this new year than I think we've had in the past. Um, you know, we've we've learned a lot from these past two and a half, three ish years now. Um, that's only made us better. So thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for making us a part of your hockey journey. Um, you know, if we've become friends over this, uh, I, I, I think I speak on behalf of everybody that we're just extremely grateful for you um, and grateful for the time that you've shared with us. So with that, um, you know, on, on behalf of Shannon, uh, make keep making good choices into 2023. And Pat, I'll let you take it away. My resolution this year oh. is the same as it was last year, and that is to stay sassy. Hell yeah. Don't you ever stop staying <laughs> sassy. <laughs> yep. And uh, stay moist. More moist than ever in 2023. Yes. More moisture. More moisture. And don't, for any reason whatsoever, even if you don't wear a bucket while you play hockey, forget your Kermit tattoo. Get in the new year. Oh,